This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. Hello, America, and welcome to the Glenbeck Program. Boy, do we have an exciting show for you today. We are four days away from the fundamental transformation of the United States of America. Now, my question is, how can we spend four hours not thinking at all about what's coming on Tuesday and Wednesday? What would take us four hours into the future with no thinking? Two movies, Hacksaw Ridge and Doctor Strange. We begin there right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Pat said, we only have to fill three hours. And I said, what are you talking about? The movies are about four hours. He said, oh, I thought we were going to talk about those two movies for three hours. (laughs) I am totally willing to do. (laughs) Talk about the election. Anything. Anything. We do our coverage on Tuesday night. Yeah. Um... And the uh, starts at uh, seven Eastern, by the way. Yeah, the seven Blaze, Eastern. On Blaze the Blaze programming department didn't didn't really understand what we what we what we were willing to do. They were like, okay, well, we'll do these shows, and we'll we'll make sure that we have all the. And we're like, no, no we're gonna sit and just look and watch and cry. <laughs> Maybe eat some food. Eat some food. Yeah, we'll talk. You know, occasionally if we're not in shell shock. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll talk. Oh, look, that new report just came in. <laughs> there it is. Fast hey. mac and cheese. <laughs> Another state has been called. Yeah. So we made we made uh, we made Jeffy uh, our color analysis, uh, and what he's going to do is going to take the colored chalk and chalk and, and color in color. red or blue. Yeah. And that'll be it. And I hope I can pull that off. I know it'll be hard. I don't for think you. you can. I don't know. You'll have to. You, it requires you to stand. Ooh. I was thinking about Jeffy the other day. Remember that? Remember that um, that woman who uh, didn't get out of the couch and the fabric grew into yeah. her skin. Yeah. Remember that? Or her skin show. grew into the fabric. Yeah. Taken out of her house by the fire department with a crane. They had to cut a. 
I think on this set, we may have to cut a whole section out of this set. At one time in my life, I, I wanted to be craned out of my home, but that was a goal. Can I tell you something? I'm willing to live for that goal right now. I'm almost there. I'm just like... Oh. I look at myself every day and I'm like, you are so fat. You're a Gila monster. You are just, I cyber bully myself. And, uh, and yet I, then I look to television and look what's happening in the world. And I'm like, where's, where's that pillowcase full of the kids candy? I mean, looking at Gila monsters, they're really not that bad. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, they're not that Damn overweight. Google. Um, all right. So last night, Rafe and I went to see Dr. Strange. And I now we're big fans of uh, Cumber Punk Cumber Cumberbatch, whatever his name yeah. is. Huge, as you can tell, huge fan. Yeah. Um, uh, and I asked Rafe at the end, "What did you think? Rate this in the Marvel movies." He said, "By far, number one." Wow! Yeah. Wow! Really? Yeah. Now I don't think so. I think it was wow. really, really good. Um, uh, see this stupid movie. No, it's good. It's it is really good. It's different than anything else I've ever seen. The special effects are absolutely amazing. I saw it in 3D. See it in 3D. Mm. Um, the special effects are amazing. I don't like 3D. I you know I I don't like wearing the glasses the whole movie. uh, When they can overcome that, that's. (laughs) That's when they're on display. Okay, all right. Well, what's his face says he, What's his face? Uh, That's uh, called real life. No, James Cameron said he's. Yeah, they're working on it. Yeah, right. He's working on it. Yeah, they are. It's called a play. No. <laughs> no. It's like the person when they reached their arm out. It was actually coming right towards there. me. <laughs> yes, it was a stage. Uh, you know, talk to your big fan, uh, James Cameron, about <laughs> he loves he loves you so much. Loves me. Oh man. So yesterday, have you guys been in the new talk? Booth, the new, the new, you know, the voiceover booth that we've built. Yeah, um, have you been in it? Yeah, it's you can't it's, fit in there. <laughs> anyway, um, like I, got, I got in and out. I didn't say I actually recorded something. Okay, yeah. So, so yesterday I went in, and it, it has these these. It's a soundproof booth, and it has these triangles um, in it uh, on the walls. I don't know what the hell happened to me yesterday, but. All of a sudden, I had no depth perception. It was the weirdest thing. I'm sitting there, and I'm reading the script, and these walls are three-dimensional. The walls come out in little triangles, little points, so it absorbs the sound. And honestly, uh, it, was, it was like a 3D movie. Those things were coming, and I couldn't, I didn't know how close they were. I kept reaching my hand out to touch them, and they, I, and they weren't there. It was the weirdest thing. I had like three. It was like that. I asked everybody, I know. Like, you got to come in this room. This is the weirdest thing ever. And they're like, it's not doing that. And I'm like, yes, it is. I'm wondering if anybody else can go through it because it, it's it was weird. It was like a 3D movie. This is a pretty good movie review so far. Anyway, so uh, Cumberbunch is uh, is uh, is good. The only thing that I don't like about the movie is I'm afraid with his track record of sequels that we're not going to get a sequel for about 10 years because i'm a fan of sherlock and i've been waiting for the next episode of sherlock for i don't know 42 years now i i don't know if he's going to ever get around to a sequel are they don't know the story did you know the story of dr strange yeah no i i've never heard the story i really like it 
I really like it. He's a, uh, a brain surgeon and a really accomplished brain surgeon um, and um, has the ego of brain surgeons. And, uh, and doesn't, he's in his, like, Lamborghini. He's as wealthy as they get, as big of an ego as you can get, and worth it. I mean, he has, he saves lives like crazy. Everybody else, at one point in the very, very beginning, somebody's been pronounced dead and they're going to harvest for organs. And he looks at the x-ray or the CAT scan and he's like, no, he's not dead. You're going to kill him. And he's like, no, it's, look, look at the CAT scan. He's right. He said, yes, look at the CAT scan. He shows something. And he said, he's alive. He's just completely paralyzed right now. And so he goes in and he pulls the bullet out of the guy's head. And, but he's so egotistical, he said, uh, and you see him with the family afterwards telling him that, you know, the guy's going to live and he's going to be okay. Uh, And he walks away and he says to Rachel McAdams, He's like, what am I doing? What am I? What am I doing? I'm, I'm, I'm over here saving the life of you know some nobody who uh, got a little too drunk and and uh, swallowed a bullet, and so he doesn't. Lives don't matter to him at all. And he's driving his Lamborghini and uh, going way too fast in a rainstorm, kind of in a curvy mountain area, and. Um, uh, he's got a, another guy, another doctor on the phone, and he's like, okay, we have this case. Now, simple. Get some stooge to do that. We have this case. <laughs> That's beneath me. Get out with this case. Well, maybe that one's kind of interesting. His car, somebody swerves into his lane. He spins out of control, and he destroys his hands. And it shows, uh, the, the graphics or the, the special effects are amazing. It shows this car crash. From inside the car in a way I've never seen before. It's amazing. He wakes up and he has like 23 pins in his hands. And so he can no longer, he can't keep his hands steady anymore. Um, Because all the nerve damage, he was uh, in the car and I think under the water for too long. And so he had nerve damage in his hands. Um, And so he, he loses everything. He spends all of his money on like 100 different operations trying to fix his hands Nothing works. He meets this guy who is paralyzed from the neck down and, um, and actually came to his office and said, help me. you got to help me. And uh, he looked at the guy's case and was like, no, get out of my office. And so completely dismissed him. The guy went overseas and found some, an Eastern medicine and finds the, what was it, the ancient one or something like that. And it's this bald woman um, uh, who is, you know, she looks to be about 50, but she's called the ancient one. And he says, my spirit healed my body. And she taught me how to connect with my spirit to heal my body. And uh, I knew you would be interested in that, Pat, Mm because both Pat and I believe in spiritual healing. If you can't, if the spirit is wounded the body will be wounded and you'll never heal the body spiritual wounding is a real deal and um and so she teaches him how to uh connect with the spirit and he at first he doesn't believe in god he doesn't believe in any of it any of it and all he wants to do is heal his hands by the end he realizes his true responsibility as a doctor was 
is not to heal his hands and be a star, but instead protect the entire universe from folding in on top of itself in darkness. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of a, it's a journey uh, to get there. Yeah. Um, But it's the, the, I think it's great. It's surprisingly very funny. Very funny. Like laugh out loud funny at times. Um, And, uh, and just good. Good action. Rafey thought it was the best Marvel he's seen. There have been some pretty good ones. Yeah. The ne- the other movie I've seen already uh, is uh, Mel Gibson's Hacksaw Ridge. Also opens up. I'm taking Rafe to that tonight. Really? Yes. It does not strike me as a movie for a I think it is. People. He's 12. Um, and the uh, man is, up. The reason why it's rated R is because I believe it shows war as it really is. Um, I've never seen a war movie like this before. I mean, it makes it it makes um, saving the scenes and saving Private Ryan look like something that Donald Trump would like to grab. Um, it uh, it is. It, think about that for a second. Yeah, it's taking me a while, but I think yeah. I'm <laughs> um, it, it makes that movie look like that. Uh, this is, I think, you watch it, and the first, oh, I don't know quarter is like a nicholas sparks movie honestly i sat in this movie did you see it with me ellen yeah am i right on that the first the first part of the movie you're watching it you're like how is this rated r there is nothing offensive in this it is so nicholas sparks lovey-dovey it's it's kind of like um titanic where you're watching Titanic and you're like, okay, I get it. You're the king of the world. Sink the damn ship. <laughs> Remember feeling that way as a guy? Mm. It's kind of like that where your wife will come with you on this and she will love the beginning because it's a really good love story. But it's important to have that backstory so you know who he is and what drives him. And what drives him is he... Um, uh, goes out and uh, at probably eight years old, he's fighting, I think, with his brother, right? His brother. It's been a while since I've seen this movie. And so he's fighting with his brother and he almost kills his brother. He hits him real hard and almost kills him, stops him from breathing, I think. His father, who is this massive pacifist and I think a drunk, isn't he? Um, uh, scoops his son up and looks at his other son, the star, later the star of the show, and says, what have you done? Takes him in, you know, I think gives him mouse to mouth or whatever and, and brings him back. He sees what he's done to his brother and he sees his mom and dad over his brother's body and he runs to the hallway and he just stares at the wall. But on the wall are the Ten Commandments. This is like 19, you know, uh, 30 and when the he, 10 commandments meant something right when the 10 yeah. commandments were actually hanging on people's walls and he just is staring at thou shalt not kill and he's realizing i i, I killed my brother I, I or at least at this point he's thinking i killed my brother i've violated thou shalt not kill and it changes him now remember this is a true story and it changes him now his father is a pacifist because he was in world war one and his father drinks and every day goes to the cemetery and just sees all of his friends that were dead, all of his best friends. 
the war screwed him up like nobody's business. So now comes World War II. I'll tell you more here in just a second. Our sponsor this half hour is Say Anything. Before computers and smartphones were around, we used to actually do something called talk to each other. <laughs> I know. When? I know. Uh, strangely, like three years ago. Um, but it seems like now you ask somebody to give their, put their smartphone down or come to the table without uh, the Internet, and it is like, well, look at Stu. He's doing it right now. Mm-hmm. It is impossible to talk to people. Play Say Anything. Say Anything is a game where the family stops, everybody will join in, and the next thing you know, people are talking and they are laughing. Say Anything. Um, it's a fun game. Kids and adults actually put the smartphones away and play. We love it. As a family, you will too. During the holidays, try to play some games during the holidays. And I kill the person who brings out Monopoly. I kill them. Get Say Anything. It's on sale this week at Target for 50% off. That's $10. Say Anything. Grab it this weekend. 50% off this week only at Target. The name of the game, Say Anything. Glenn Beck. Mercury. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. People are yelling at me for ruining movies. How am I ruining movies? Oh, you, typical you. I mean, when you do movie reviews, you just tell the whole plot. That's your movie review. Well, I mean, uh, well, I told you was well i mean everything as as i didn't tell you how it ends i don't tell you how it solves or anything i'm telling i mean you can watch the trailer and see everything that i've just said i there were no spoilers in there well i mean uh, you did pretty much set up uh tell me the entire plot of dr i didn't tell you how it ends i didn't tell you anything except Oh, he has to go fight the darkness of the world and the universe. Oh, you, of you, you did is your trailer the first thirty minutes at of the least movie, though, probably right at least right. I mean, With the I hands mean, fair. and the surgery and that's what happens. The po- you watch the trailer. I didn't know any of that. I didn't it's know any of that. You know the trailer. I didn't know that from the. Right. Did you know that the no, hands? No, I didn't know. Any, in fact, I didn't know. I anything. looked. At, I'm sorry. I, I I went and I looked up on Wikipedia before we went. I said to Rafi, I said, "Do you know anything at all about Doctor Strange?" And so we looked up. Doc, the the story of Doctor Strange and found out that he was a neurosurgeon and he destroyed yes, I knew his that. hands and okay 
Yeah, this is didn't know they destroyed the hands. Hold on, I'm looking at this real quick. I'm on the Wikipedia. They all the plot lines they say contain spoilers. Weird. That's what that's what Wikipedia says. <laughs> oh my gosh! Look what's up on the screen. What's up on the screen? Oh, and it says spoiler alert on TV. But the poor, <laughs> poor radio audience is like, oh wow. Well, all right, all right. I saved right. myself for. So do you hours. not want to hear about Hacksaw Ridge and what? I mean, I'm not going to well, tell you how it ends. I do. Yeah. I, I yeah mean, okay. So spoiler alert. It's a war movie. Oh my gosh. And there's a hero in it, and he saves people. Here's the thing. He is, this is a, this is a true story uh, about a guy, I think, from North or South Carolina. I can't remember. We should, we should actually do a, a special on his story. It's amazing. Um, you will see in the first two minutes, you will see more people burned to death than you saw in Backdraft and Towering Inferno and every, every fire movie you've ever seen. The first two minutes opens up with war, and you are, I mean, it's stunning. How is it we've never heard of this guy's story? I have no it's incredible. idea. It's incredible. Uh, to think that this is a true story of a of a conscientious objector who, That's why. who saved so many people and got the Congressional Medal of Honor, had no gun. I, I, I can't and believe was, we don't know this and, guy's and name. And was despised before he got there. It's unbelievable. His troops, when you see the whole story. We do know that from the trailer. Yeah, his troops, they beat him. They yeah. called him coward everything. And... You know, they're wet in their pants, and he's the opposite. And it's all about God. It is all his faith in God. It, when, it, I'll tell you, it's the best faith movie I have seen since, you know, Cecil B. DeMille stuff. It is great. Mm. It is great. But I was talking to Mel Gibson. Is it better than Noah? <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, you a, can't get better. It's a pretty powerful yeah, Well, a rock, I don't want to spoil it, but the rock people do end World War II. Um, oh. <clears throat> oh shoot! Um, the uh, uh, I will tell you, Mel Gibson. I talked to him about the war scenes, and and asked him, uh, you know, how do people? How do you think people with PTSD are going to deal with this? Because it's serious war. Um, and he said um, that it's actually. They brought it to, like, the VA, and they've screened it, and they, he said it actually has helped some people, um, but he won't show it to his father, who actually served in the Pacific, and he says still has nightmares. When you see this movie and what it was really like, yeah, I, I understand why you have nightmares on The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. We have a quiz. We have a quiz on glenbeck.com today. Which skeletons are in whose closet? This is this is a great quiz and I I would like to take it with the boys and see how many can get them. Who publicly admired 
Margaret Sanger for her courage, tenacity, and vision. Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, Michelle Obama, or Bill Clinton? Hillary. Bing, 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 bing. Who embraced the birth of a nation? Pro-segregation film that glorified the Ku Klux Klan, promoted racist stereotypes of African Americans. Was it Taft? Harding? Woodrow Wilson? Okay. Woodrow Wilson. Which first lady persuaded her husband to allow her to oversee the construction of a model city to demonstrate the progressive way of life? Eleanor Roosevelt, Lou uh, Lou Henry Hoover, Bess Truman, Jacqueline Kennedy. Say Eleanor. Anybody else? I'll give you a bonus points if you know the name of the city or have ever heard of the city. Detroit. Detroit. <laughs> no. This was a city that Dubuque. was built. Dubuque, Iowa. This was a city that was built by progressives. Detroit. That was built from scratch. They picked a place on the map that had no city, and they said, we are going to design the perfect city. Who's right? That's <laughs> right. It was, it was um, uh, Arthurdale. The city was Arthurdale. You know why you never heard of it? <clears throat> Probably didn't last long. <laughs> it was to respond to the plight of West Virginia coal miners, uh, and this uh, person uh, persuaded her husband to make uh, make construction of this new city a federal priority. Arthurdale was designed to be a city of the future, a city in which all of its inhabitants would show wisdom and value of the progressive way of life. The first houses that were sent to West Virginia had come from Cape Cod. Unfortunately, people in Cape Cod don't understand mountain winters. <laughs> and so they didn't have uh they didn't have the right insulation. Uh they also didn't fit the existing foundations uh of what the what the construction workers had to put down for foundation. The houses come in and didn't fit the foundation. Fixing the error along with a lot of the amenities that this person had insisted on made the homes in the perfect progressive government way 300% more expensive than the average home in America at the time. Who was it? I'm sticking with Eleanor Roosevelt. One of the other choices? I, I S. Truman, I Jacqueline, guess. Hoover, or Roosevelt? I mean, Cape Cod, right? So probably Jacqueline. We never heard about it. Best Truman. Yeah, I'm a big on Best Truman. Good for you, Pat. <laughs> Sticking to it. So, yeah. so you dragged that out for nine minutes when he guessed it in the, the I first. Just wanted, yeah, I wanted to. I wanted you guys to be wrong. Thank you. <laughs> uh, which president argued that Americans are not bound to adhere to the doctrines held by the signers of the Declaration of Independence? Kennedy, Franklin Roosevelt, Grover Cleveland, or Woodrow Wilson? Woodrow Wilson. Woodrow. You're only saying that because... I play on Wonderful World of Stew. I've used that quote before. That's right. right. (laughs) Which president used his wife as a financial vessel? That's a quote. Purchasing businesses and stock in her name while then working with Congress to increase their value. John F. Kennedy, Richard Nixon, Lyndon B. Johnson, or Dwight Eisenhower? What's the list again? Ooh. The person I was expecting wasn't on that list. I know. Kennedy, Nixon, Johnson, Eisenhower. Probably Johnson. Wow. They ended up with what would be described today as a telecommunications um, uh, empire. 
Johnson, right? That would be my guess, too. Johnson. It'll be Jay. They gobbled up all of the radio and television stations. Yeah. And they lady that. had a lot of wealth. Yep. Yep. So. <clears throat> uh, who is responsible for adding poison to alcohol that was distributed to the speakeasies in back, our, uh, back alley bars during Prohibition to poison a minimum of 10,000 Americans? This is one of the most incredible stories of all time. It's true. It, it is. is. Nobody knows it. it. Yeah. I know. We've, we've featured it a few times. I, I, I don't know that that story has really penetrated. Wayne Wheeler is the answer to that one. Proposed a plan that would help ensure that the governments could identify and treat those citizens who still violated their hard-won temperance law. It was simple. They would add poison wood alcohol to bottles of whiskey and then make sure those tainted bottles made their way into speakeasies and back alley bars that had popped up across the country. When people broke the law by consuming the whiskey, they would get extremely sick or even die, enabling the government to identify the lawbreakers and discover exactly where the alcohol was being distributed. That's insane. No, it's crazy. That is unbelievable. Which president Up launched... to 50,000 people, by the way. I know. Up to... It, it might not have been just 10,000. We can only 50, verify people. 10. Yeah. We can only verify 10. And every report says between 10 and 50,000 right. people died. Which president launched his political career, career yeah. with a fundraiser held by a known domestic terrorist who coordinated <laughs> bombings of federal buildings? Uh, we know that one. Barack Obama. Yeah. Who was the nor- notorious philanderer and competitive womanizer? Jeffy. Cla- Wait, you had to be president. Oh. Uh, claiming he had more women by accident than Ken- that Kennedy ever had on purpose. Was it Bill LBJ. Clinton, LBJ, Ford, Barack Obama, Donald Trump? LBJ. Oof. Ooh. I mean, Donald Trump is, uh, first know. of all, he, was not, he is not president yet. Uh, but, yeah. uh, I mean, that certainly sounds like a Donald Trump quote for sure. I've- it's LBJ. Right. I'm going to stick yeah. to it. LBJ, good. Uh, which Republican president asserted private wealth is only allowable to the extent that it benefits the greater good? Theodore Roosevelt. Theodore Roosevelt. William Taft, Calvin Coolidge. I like how Pat's the guy who thinks he's cool by saying it before. Shouting it out before yeah, it's I know. done. I know. He's so cool. Thinks? Yes, you're right. Yes. <laughs> which president used <clears throat> unprecedented executive power to close radio stations, ignore tariffs? Close- That's right. Close, no, <laughs> close financial exchanges and alter what? labor regulations. What was, what was your guess? I'm sorry. Detroit. Detroit. <laughs> was it Truman, Eisenhower, Roosevelt, or Nixon? That's the question again. <laughs> Which one used their executive power to close radio stations, ignore tariffs, close financial exchanges, and alter labor regulations by himself? Executive power, Truman, Eisenhower, Roosevelt, or Nixon? You go Chavez. Because <laughs> that is what Theodore Roosevelt. I believe I got a hundred percent on that. I think you did. That is the hardest. That's the hardest presidential quiz ever. Well, I mean, a lot of it we have talked yes, about in the air is the only reason I got probably any of them. I well, mean. there's a, something deeper, and this is why I just gave it to you guys. Um, all of the answers are found in the new book, Liars. Mm. So all of you guys who said, except for Pat, who said I read the book, are clearly. Liars. The good thing is, because I'm a man of principle, I've never told you I read the book. <laughs> I don't believe I've ever said I read that thing either. <laughs> that thing. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, g- g- grab that and That's spread great. that to your friends. That is that is the toughest presidential quiz 
I think I've ever, uh, and, and by the way, when you take it afterwards, um, it, you know, it show it gives you all of the answers, but it also tells you each story. Uh, so you actually, it's not just the answer. It tells you the story because Arthur Dale, I mean, nobody's ever heard of Arthur Dale. And mm-hmm. if that's not a story that everyone should know, I mean, that's, that's incredible. That's a, a great story. And the, and the good thing about a quiz like that too is, you know, there's obviously the fun of, of a quiz. Uh, to see if you can get any of them right. But being able to tell people those stories of what progressive government actually does when they have power is important. Yeah, the two, the two that, I mean, people think that, oh, well, well you know, they're never going to censor anybody. No, 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 FDR, closed radio stations. Yeah, they've already done it. Yeah, I mean, we, we've progressive already done all those things yeah. that we always say can never happen. Oh, they'll never, people. Oh, stop it, stop it. They're never going to scoop yeah. people up and put already, them in a concentration already done. camp. Twice. Twice. Two presidents did that. Yeah. Two. But there's two stories in there. You mentioned Arthur Dale. Nobody knows that story. And the other one is the alcohol poisoning thing. Nobody knows those. And that one is, again, that one goes to progressives again. The reason why Wheeler did that is because, and it's, I just gave it to you. It's in that uh, summary, but it's even better in the book. They hard fought prohibition. This is where we are now with Obamacare. What happened? Obamacare, they get it through. It was hard fought. They've tried for 100 years. Prohibition, they had tried for 20 years. They couldn't get it through. They couldn't get it through. Once they got it through, they were not letting it go. talked about it, though, for about 40 or 50 years. I was going to say, it took longer than that. Yeah, it took longer than that. Uh, So they they did everything they could to get it in. They were not going to let it fail. They were going to find a way to force people to do it. That's the argument that we're going to be having coming soon is they're going to take Obamacare, which was designed to fail, to force us into one universal health uh, care thing. Uh, And and they're going to to do the same kind of thing. Now, I I don't assume that they're going to poison people, but progressives cannot recognize their mistake. They just keep upping the ante. It's why it was so disturbing when we heard... What's his name that worked at the White House that said, we all basically agree with Marx that, uh, what was it, uh, that uh, uh, power comes from the barrel of a gun? Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, what was his name? Right he was our czar. He was our. He was the manufacturer. Manufacturing czar. czar. Yeah, Ron Bloom. Not Is that him? Name? I'm not sure. I hate to ascribe uh, <laughs> a sentence like that to somebody. They all have one of those sentences. They really do. <laughs> and we forget all of that. Yeah. They, they believe that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's only going to get worse the more trouble we get into. So you can take that quiz. Is, uh, is, Lori, is it on the front page of glenbeck.com? Yes. Front page of glenbeck.com and share it, with a, um, share it with a friend. It has nothing to do with Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton, although... You could make the case to your friends that it is about one, both, or either. Um, Check it out, glenbeck.com. Now this. You lock your doors just in case. You have homeowner's insurance just in case. How about a home security system just in case? Simply Safe is the home security system that I recommend because it gives you the protection that you need. It can save you up to 20% on your homeowner's insurance. You want to talk about paying this thing off quickly. Save 20% on your homeowner's insurance. You pay this thing off that fast. And if you want the 24-7 monitoring and not just the alarm system, 
but you want it to alert police. Um, you, you want it to do, you know, if the fire alarm goes off, that it alerts the fire department. That's only $14.95 a month. You pay that by going out on a date night at a movie. Easy. This is protecting your home and saving you money on your home insurance. Go to simplysafebeck.com. Simplysafebeck.com. There are no wires. It's all wireless. There are no strings. There's no contract. Simplysafebeck.com. Go there now. You'll receive free shipping on your order and a free keychain remote worth 25 bucks. It's simplysafe.com. That's simplysafe.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Oh, I did an interview. I don't know if it airs this weekend. I did an interview with uh, NPR uh, this uh, yesterday, and it was the worst, most unfair interview I have done in my career. Oh, wow. That's, that's saying a lot. In my career. That's, that's that is saying a lot. You've done I, a lot of crappy wow. interviews. Oh, my God. I've yeah. done Katie Couric. Yeah, she was um, who absolutely uh, lied to my face right before. Of course she did. Um, I mean, just I've been so, I've done some bad interviews with some really bad people. If I wish I would have known this in advance, this guy was a journalism professor. Oh, okay. And so, no wonder. Yeah, he wanted to get even. And if I would have known that, I would have said I, I would have said to get him, "Get even for what?" Because he disagrees with me. He thinks I'm a bad guy. A professor. And, and so and he just, all he wanted to do. seen us, seen you on, on little clips on yeah, yeah, yeah. YouTube. Yeah, yeah, that's all. I mean, Two minutes. he went in, he went in, he started with, you said you hated all 9-11 victims. I'm oh, sure. good. And I said, not true. First of all, that's 10 years old. I said, that's Secondly, not it's not true. It's not true. And he said, uh, uh, yes, it is. And I said, no, it's not. It was done. I said that at a fundraiser where I was trying to raise a million dollars for the victims of Katrina. I said I was on remote. I remember where I said it and what I said. And I said they were, at that time, we were getting calls and people were talking about the guys who were shooting at the helicopters who were trying to save them. And we were being told all the time, I don't want to do anything to help these. These are all scumbags. And I said, no, they're not. There are those who are stealing televisions. There are those that are shooting at the helicopters. But that's not the average person. Those are the dirtbags. And I said, um, uh, it's like the 9-11 victims. And I'll probably be the only guy that will ever say this. But out of 3,000 people, there are like 10 of them that drive me nuts on television. And I said, really horribly, I said, I hate those people. I watch them and I'm like, oh, I hate those people. I'm not going to give you any more money. Okay, and he said, uh, he said, I hate to take you down into a time tunnel, but here it is. And he played it. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I said. But you're taking it out of context. I'm saying don't close your heart. You can't. Ten people. Oh, we come on. Ten people. 
I mean, and he, that's where he started, and he went on. And this is where he ended. And I'll bet you this interview. Please ends. tell me he got in. You once called Barack Obama a racist. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course he did. Oh, of course, that's, that's one of the greatest hits. Yeah, that's That's on everybody's hit parade. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, so I stay as calm as I possibly can. I'm trying to be Gandhi. I'm trying to be a better man. I don't strike back. Uh, and he ends it with this. He, he said, well, I ended the interview, so I don't know if this was his last question. But he said, uh, one question was, so where have you been? Since you said that on Megyn Kelly three years ago, where have you, what have you been doing? And I said, well, I've, been, I've raised $11 million to help. My audience has helped uh, save people in the Middle East. We've done a large peace thing. You would not believe his last question. And I guarantee if you hear it on NPR this morning, he's going to leave one part of his question out that you will never hear. The most unprofessional thing I've ever experienced. We'll tell you about it next. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. It cuts down. There is an interesting story on the Second Amendment that happened in Philadelphia or Pennsylvania or was it New Jersey? Was it New Jersey or Pennsylvania? I guess when you're talking the Second Amendment, that makes a heck of a lot of difference. But wait until you hear how the man uh, defended himself. Also, we're going to take a look at the latest polls how things are shaping up for the weekend and the most outrageous, unprofessional interview I have ever experienced in my entire career. You'll probably hear it, or at least you're going to hear an edited version of it on NPR this weekend. We go there right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. How do we grow as people? How do we grow as a nation? How do we, how do we move forward if everyone is trapped in, in the same place, and we never, ever allow them to move or to grow. There's a difference between flip-flopping. Flip-flopping and growing and changing. Growing and changing is necessary, is needed, and quite honestly, if you have the same point of view on everything that you did five years ago, you're a fool. You're, you're not thinking. You're just not a thinking person. I, I believe that. How many of us have a different point of view? Well, this is easy. How many Democrats would say today, and I'm not talking about the Democrats in Washington. I'm not talking about the people who are deep in the party. I'm saying Democrats, like my grandfather used to be a Democrat, like some of my good friends are Democrats. How many of them, if I would have said to them, 
five years ago, you will vote for someone who is under uh, investigation, possible indictment by the Democratic FBI, not by the Republicans, but by a Democratic uh, FBI, you will see their, all of their emails, because they'll all be transparent and all be released, and you will see a pattern of corruption. And you will dismiss the fact that the DNC got the questions in advance of debates to help your candidate, and you'll be okay with it. How many Democrats five years ago would say, yes, I'll do that? I don't think any of my friends would. However, many of them are voting for that because the conditions on the ground have changed. Yeah, well, I have to. I mean, it's Donald Trump. I have to. It's, I have no other choice. Yes, you do. You can stand where you always stood because you knew that was right. How many Republicans have done the same? They would have never voted for a guy who, 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 who said, I'm going to give a $1 trillion stimulus, a bigger stimulus package than Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton combined. No way. A guy who said, universal single-payer health care, I don't care if it costs me the election, that's what I'm going to do. No way. No way. Somebody who has said, hey, women, you got to treat them like S. I can go because I'm a celebrity and grab them by the blank. Nobody, nobody five years ago would say that. How many of us believe things that we don't want to believe? I do not want to believe that our Justice Department is thoroughly corrupt, but the evidence is taking me there. It's thoroughly corrupt. It has been completely co-opted by partisans. And I don't think it's going to change even if the Democrats or the Republicans get into office. I don't want to believe that. I don't want to believe that our banking system is, is thoroughly corrupt. That they don't care about you. They only care about the global profits. I don't want to believe that, but I do. How many people believe today that they didn't five years ago? One of two things. We just haven't been loud enough, strong enough, mad enough. We haven't grabbed for our matches or our guns to burn the whole thing down. And that's all that's left for us to do. It's time to burn the whole thing down. Five years ago, I didn't know anybody who believed that. Today, I'm afraid there's a lot of people in America that believe that. How many people today believe where they didn't five years ago? I just have to disconnect. I have to stop caring so much. I have to just take care of my family. I just have to be a good person myself. Because I can't change anything. I didn't believe that five years ago. I believe that now. I believe the only answer is to change ourselves. How many talk show hosts 
actually believe that it does no good for us to talk in this echo chamber amongst ourselves about how bad the left is because we have because we already know how bad the left is and we're ignoring ourselves and until we heal ourselves we won't make it i don't know that's what i believe and i didn't believe that 5 years ago People have said and accused me of changing, and I have. I haven't changed my principles, but I've, I have changed my understanding that what I have been doing doesn't work. And it's making things worse. We're getting more and more angry. I know I am. I've got to find joy. I was watching... Have you ever gone to a Michael Buble concert? Michael Buble is the most joyful performer I've ever seen on stage. Adele was the same thing. She's, she's crass in her language. She's unbelievable with her voice. But what draws me to her is the joy she has in doing it. She loves it. And she's excited about it. It's brand new to her. Same with Michael, uh, Michael Buble. No matter how long he's done it, it's still new to him. I want that joy again. Yesterday, I did absolutely, I can't say I did it. I was asked to be interviewed by the most unprofessional interviewer I have ever experienced in my career the most shameful display of hatred and destruction I have seen in my career and I've done some pretty rough interviews I have been as the boys keep telling me every day stop doing them Glenn stop doing them I'm doing it because I feel we have to reach out outside of our own circle if we just continue to talk to each other, we're never going to make any progress because it will be us versus them. And I've got to find somebody. I'm going to kiss a thousand toads hoping that one of them will be a princess. And you know what? All 1,000, all of them may be toads. But I am not giving up that there is somebody outside of our circle that feels exactly the same way we do that this has got to stop. Charlie Rose may have been a princess. I think he was. I think or, he was. Or, or a prince. We'll see. You might like that better. Yeah. Um, we'll see how that works out. Yeah. And, and I don't expect any of them to have the same attitude with me after the election if Hillary wins. I, I know. I know how they treated John McCain and everybody else on our side. There's nobody. Unless you sell out your values and you become, what's his name, that... Brooks or whatever his name is, not Brooks. David Brooks? Yeah, David, David Brooks. No, he's the left. The guy on the right that is always a conservative that flipped over to the liberal side and he still calls himself a conservative and he's... he's, he's David Brooks is the New York Times conservative. Yeah, okay, so it must be that, him. Yeah, yeah I mean, but, you know. Okay, so... I think that's what you're thinking of. So, I'm not changing my principles. I'm not changing my policies. 
I'm trying to change my approach and be a better person. I said when I was on Megan, Megan Kelly two years ago, I don't know what I would have done differently when I was on Fox. Well, I still don't know. But I know what I didn't try was trying to watch every word to not say something inflammatory. Well, that's really hard to be honest, to be clear, to know what the difference is between turning over the tables and being very, very clear and being inflammatory. Plus, much of what they call inflammatory or hate speech was just telling the truth and they just didn't want to hear it. And that's what pisses me off, because we, we, we said, we called him, we called Barack Obama what he was, and that's a Marxist. And that was perceived as racist and hateful, and it just, he just was. Yeah. Marxist, being a Marxist isn't uh, a sign of hatred. It's, it's not a sign of racism. Well, there's nobody asking, there's it nobody. adheres to a set of policies that we don't agree with, and we called him out on it. Right. Right now, there's no evidence that, that um, Donald Trump is a racist. There's no evidence of that. But I have heard journalists... Well, in the call, past, there is, but... Yes, yes, okay. Um, but that's, again, um, the... Uh, but you're not going to hear people grilled over calling him a racist, um, even though there's no real... Well, that's for sure. No real evidence of that. That's for sure. Um, you're not going to hear anybody grilled on that on the, on the right. Do you think, Stu? Mm-hmm. I, I was uh, I was reading a review of right. Doctor Strange. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, it's. I mean, there are people who are saying those things who believe it. Those who don't, and you're having a conversation trying to figure out who this guy is. Okay. I take full responsibility for, um, for my cavalier attitude on everything. Anyway, I don't want to get back into this. Here's where I'm headed. I'm doing this interview with NPR, and they want to talk about the future of can we come together, the future of the conservative movement. That's what I'm sold. They start wow. with, yeah, they start with, you know, something that I said 10 years ago, ago that 10 was, years ago. Yeah, that was clearly explainable. He has the tape. I explain it. He has the tape. Uh, and he's like, well, let me take you back down. And he plays it. And it's exactly basically what I said. You know, and it's all out of context. Um, and then he asks, uh, you know, so where have you been for, you know, since you were on Megyn Kelly? And I said, well, well, I've, I've helped raise $11 million to help the Syrians and Iraqi Christians to escape ISIS. We have held the largest peace march in Birmingham, Alabama since, since uh, uh, Martin Luther King. I've employed hundreds of people here in the United States of America. What have you been doing there at WNYC? Yeah. Okay, so, so, professor. Stop. So I did blow a gasket there. Um, and, uh, and, uh, and so the last question he asked me, now tell me, tell me how we move forward. If we don't allow people to say, I take responsibility for everything I did. And I've asked forgiveness. And I'm not, there's a time when you say, okay, I'm done asking forgiveness. We have to move forward. And if it's not on, if, 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 if you need to keep dwelling on it, it's on you. You got to let it go. I've asked for forgiveness. I've been very public about it. Now it's on you. You got to move past it. And if you can't and you keep trapping somebody 
in the same place. If we do this, if there's somebody with a change of heart and they really have a change of heart and we continually say, no, they're a bad person, well, then that's on us. Watch them and watch the fruits of their labors. What are they actually doing? Okay. This is what he said to me. He said, so this is, and I'm paraphrasing, this is a big show. I mean, you're an actor and you just say things for show. You've said you're a rodeo clown, blah, blah, blah. Isn't this just a way for you to make more money and grab a new audience? And isn't this all just for show? And by the way, I consider that a rhetorical question. <laughs> wow. Jeez. I consider that a hmm. rhetorical question. This is a journalism professor. Oh. I didn't know that at the time. It's a great uh, point on, that you've made a million times about the way we are teaching our uh, young journalists. What are, those, what, are those, what are those kids learning in his class? That's a question. I'll bet you they edit out. I consider that a rhetorical question. I can guarantee you they edit that out. I said nothing. I let it go for about a minute of silence. And he said, Mr. Beck. And I said, yes. Do you have an answer? And I said, no, you said it was a rhetorical <laughs> question. You said it was rhetorical. <laughs> that's <laughs> unbelievable. And that's, unbelievable. is that where it ended then? I said to him, I hope that someday you can find in your heart a place where you can accept that people do change, people are trying to be better people. Oh, you can count on that. You can count on that airing. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. Yeah, no. Did he start? Like, it seems like he started researching this interview in like 2006 and then yeah, stopped yeah. after it, that. It doesn't matter. Anyway, let's not do what they've, what they do. No, let's. Let's, no. Let's Let, not let's. do what they do. No. Let's fight fire with fire. Yeah, and burn the whole place down. <laughs> Repossessions of autos in the U.S. hit 1.6 million in 2015. By the way, I'm only telling you this because I think that's going to air this weekend, and I want you to know the behind-the-scenes story. The third highest level on record uh, going back 20 years in the data, falling short of the 1.9 million peak we saw in 2009. Repossessions of autos, highest level on record. The number is predicted to rise to 1.7 million this year. More and more people are down on their luck. No matter what anybody says, you know what the economy is like, and it's going to get worse. Please do your homework. Please get the facts. Please consider, if you have anything, to put 10% in gold or silver. Quite honestly, I don't care. If you disagree with the gold or silver thing after you've done your homework, good. Then find something else to spread the risk out. Please, in your 401k, in your IRA, in your bank account, please don't have it all in one place. Because when this is hit, God only knows what's going to be wiped out. Don't you be wiped out. Call Goldline now. Read their important risk information. 866-465-3546. 866-465-3546. Goldline. Goldline.com. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck Program. 
So Ted Cruz was out on the campaign trail for Donald Trump yesterday. He was asked why you didn't say anything about Donald Trump by name. And here's how he responded. Well, I am here standing, as I said, in front of the Trump-Pence plane campaigning for the Trump-Pence ticket. And I voted for Donald Trump and Mike Pence this week. Huh. So. Wow. I mean, that's. It's interesting to see some people on, uh, you know, social media who obviously know that, you know, we really like Ted Cruz as a candidate. Um, They seem to be lost in what the current position of Donald Trump is on Cruz. Like they keep bringing up Cruz as this terrible, horrible figure. Um, There's reports that they're going to primary him in Texas anyway, despite this. uh, And Ted, I don't know what his strategy is here, but Ted's never going to be forgiven. Right. And they, they all keep ripping. I mean, Donald Trump said he looks forward to working with Ted Cruz for many years into the future. So right now, I think they're in good on good terms. Uh, they've he said Trump called him brilliant. I mean, it seemingly like Donald Trump loves the guy right now. So I don't know why his fans are still so angry at, at Ted. Uh, but they, the report is that that they're still going to try to primary him in the Senate uh, campaign anyway. Rick Perry. That's the report. Rick Perry's Rick Perry, a guy who stood behind stage and said things in a private conversation that I won't mm. say that uh, w- went on stage and said uh, Donald Trump is a cancer. Right. And, and endorsed cancer Cruz eventually and endorsed right? Cruz yeah. is now primarying Donald uh, primarying uh, Ted Cruz. And the report was not that he was going not to do it. yet. He was, he was going to encourage uh, Michael McCall to do it. Unbelievable. I mean again, who knows? Maybe he would deny that report. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Just unbelievable. At one point he it said really he would is. be okay with being the vice president under Donald yeah. Trump. Yeah. I mean, right. it's, just, it's absolutely incredible to me. Back in just a second. Want to win a brand new Mercedes? Sure. Yes. You know, we actually have, we, we, we've put in some extra security around the, the raffle on the Mercedes, Jeffy, just because you of do? you. Well, because you, we just want you to know that you nor your family or friends can win. If, if you He's defriending it. people right now. <laughs> um, uh, if you want to win a brand new Mercedes, we are so grateful to uh, Mercedes of uh, Plano, Texas, that have given Mercury One a brand new Mercedes to give away. And for $100, you can buy a raffle ticket. There's, I think there's only about 1,000 tickets sold right now. We're only going to sell 5,000 tickets. Um, but uh, it, the odds of winning are, are pretty darn good. Uh, last year, somebody from the audience uh, who was not at our Mercury One fundraising um, dinner uh, one and uh, driving around in a brand new Mercedes might as well be you this year. You can go to Mercury One dot is it org? Yes. Yeah, Mercury One dot org slash M One Ball, 
and you can uh, register for that, or you can come and join us. We're all going to be there. Uh, um, um, Chuck Norris is going to be there. Dana is going to be the MC, uh, and D- David Barton will be there. Uh, David always brings kind of show and tell stuff, and we auction old uh, items off, like antique items from David's collection or my collection. If'd like to come, find out all about it at uh, mercuryone.org/ m1, the number one ball. Uh, and uh, you can also buy your lotto tickets there, or not your lotto tickets, but your raffle tickets there. All the proceeds go to Mercury One. This is the one fund year raiser we do a year to take care of all of the, the staff costs that keep the doors open so we can continue to do things like the uh, Nazarene Fund. Can we talk about something important? Yes. Uh, oh, I did an interview I didn't like. Oh, <laughs> Just, hey, oh, hey, everybody. I, I, saving children in other countries. All right, big deal. Let's talk about something important. The right. Philadelphia Football Eagles. <laughs> oh, dear God. Okay. As part of the National the Football The National Football League. League. Right. Now, this story, now, you might not be typically interested in a, you know, a fourth wide receiver on the Eagles being released. <laughs> yeah. However. Typically. <laughs> typically, I am. But on this one, so I'm don't not. Don't forget, you're talking to a man uh, during the seventh game of the World Series went to Adele. Yes, I do remember. Right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, no, that's not a good point for you. <laughs> um, so, but this is an, a really interesting story, and it's one, I mean, really, I, mean, I know Jeffy and I uh, both lived in this world before. Um, Josh Huff, uh, Eagles uh, wide receiver. We have some guests here from Minnesota who might remember him uh, returning a kick, 98 yards for a touchdown very recently. Uh, We're to all looking their like team. They're nope. like, we hate you. Um, <laughs> so, a, a good player, not, you know, not a superstar, but a good player. Uh, he uh, had an incident recently, as sometimes NFL players tend to do, um, in which he was... Hookers, drugs... A little bit, no hookers guns. that I know of. Uh, drugs and guns. Drugs and it's guns. a drugs and guns story. I would have, that was <laughs> only one of three guesses. <laughs> right. Now, the drugs and guns story is interesting. Now, drugs are illegal, as we know. Um, the penalty for what happened with him with drugs, uh, it was what a little bit of, of marijuana okay. in his car... Uh, and it would have been, I think, a five hundred dollar fine. Okay. So I mean, it was you know not a high. He was not you know high level offense, but of course he probably would have been suspended two games or something in the NFL. And who doesn't have a little pot in the car? Right. Well, well, um, none of us. No. Okay. So let's set that aside for a moment because I think you could obviously be critical of him, and he probably would have been punished in some way if that was the only thing. However, of course, we live in a country that is very fearful of guns. Very fearful of guns, very scared of guns. I know we have a Second Amendment, but a lot of people don't seem to understand. Yeah, and it's only, he's only in Philadelphia where, you know, where they wrote. <laughs> right. Where they wrote the Bill of Rights. Thank and, you. Yes, thank you. Okay. Uh, however, he wishes what you just said was true because it wasn't exactly true. He's a Philadelphia Eagle, but he was stopped by the police on the Walt Whitman Bridge. Now, the Walt Whitman Bridge is Across a bridge that can, over the Delaware that connects New Jersey and uh, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Apparently, he was stopped on the New Jersey side Agonizing. with Wait, a gun. Was he coming towards Philadelphia? Or? I, I, I don't know. think he was coming towards Philadelphia. Um, however, but again, let's just let's set this. Uh, he is going into a city where the Bill of Rights was written. Yes. He has a gun that is registered in Texas, a legal gun from Texas. However, he is crossing away from the conservative paradise of Chris Christie's New Jersey. Yes. Um, And he is going across a bridge that divides the two states. Because he is, quote unquote, on the New Jersey side, he gets caught in, quote unquote, New Jersey, you know, elevated above water by a few hundred feet, but in New Jersey. 
uh, he is now having all sorts of problems. He had a massive, uh, I mean, they think he might go to prison for this. Well, wait, 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 wait. Ridiculous. No, hang on just a second. I will never bring my gun into New Jersey. Well, this, yeah, right. I would never, I mean, I carry a gun. I would never, I lived in Connecticut. I wouldn't have crossed into the tunnel. If I went into the Holland Tunnel, or the George Washington, well, the George Washington Bridge wouldn't have, would have done it. That's from New Jersey. If I would have gone from Connecticut or from New York where I could carry a gun and crossed into that tunnel going into Manhattan, there's no way. Or well, going out of Manhattan. I, I have a gun on me. You wrote a book called Control about the gun movement. It's sort of like saying, like, well, you know, you might lose to Josh Huff in a sit-up contest and you, he might, you might be able to beat him in a Second Amendment uh, knowledge <laughs> contest. Right, right. Uh, you, you, like, I, you're right. Obviously, this is a mistake. I can tell you uh, specifically, I lived in Pennsylvania one block from that river, one block. And I lived there because I wanted to live in Pennsylvania and not New Jersey. As a gun owner, I never took my car anywhere, even or my gun anywhere, even in Pennsylvania, because I was afraid I would forget and drive over that bridge. Take a quick left. I live not far from there, across that bridge almost every day. Yeah. Then you go to prison. And then you go to prison. It's a huge difference. Um, so there's that element of this. And, and I, while Josh Hush should know these laws as a gun owner, you have to know these laws. Um, it's a big if deal. He was, if he was going on the bridge and he accidentally, and this is easy to do, accidentally got in the wrong lane and you're like, oh, yeah. crap, I'm on the bridge. Then I, I say, okay. However, if he was in New Jersey with his gun Going into Philadelphia, there's no excuse. Well, let's oh. let's take these things separately. No, there's not. I mean, I don't agree with it. Right, right. You can't do that. You Look. go to prison in New Jersey. Exactly, and he should know that rule, right? Because he's a a, a citizen of the country, and he should be aware of that. Um, I don't know for sure which which way this. You know, I don't know if it was just a mistake he drove over the bridge the wrong way. My guess is he probably did actually do this, right? He probably yeah. was in New Jersey. Now, first, you're right. He should know this, and, and, and this is on him to know it. It's his job as a citizen. Separately from that, isn't it a bit ridiculous that when caught in between two states uh, in a, in a, with a constitutionally guaranteed uh, uh, gun, right, constitutionally guaranteed your right to bear arms, that was legally registered in a state, should it be the punishment? Should it be? I know it is. But should it be the punishment that you wind up going to prison for that offense? No. To me, I, I However, mean, that is not a logical punishment it's for not. that particular crime. It's not. However. He should know. He should know. Plus, if you want to argue that it has to be consistent, then you get rid of the Tenth Amendment, which is also guaranteed. I don't the know. States can make their own to restrict a, a constitutionally guaranteed right, I, yeah, we not, get into that argument. I don't think so. government. No, no the, Constitution the Constitution is for the federal government. If it's a if it's a federal law like that, that supersedes state rights. It, it supersedes the state's right to to restrict that right. right we you see that with par- marijuana right, laws. You're right, you're right, you're right. Because right, right. like you're right. can't, you can't, right. states can't make right. laws that you can't right. have free speech. That's what the Heller case was all about. You're yeah. right, right. And when right. it's a positively guaranteed right, I, my, my personal opinion. Now that's not how they've ruled on this. No, but I mean, I you know I think that they should. Well, be I have to, to tell anything. you, I, I uh, the, the, there's nothing that scares the hell out of me more than New Jersey and New York City. I mean, yeah, I, I'm not. 
you stay the hell I mean, away from them. You stay the hell away from them. So let me so add on. Had he been caught in Pennsylvania, on the Pennsylvania right. side, what would have been the... Nothing. nothing. $500 fine. He likely would have been fine with the, with the gun. And he'd probably still be with the team. And probably still with the team. But let's, let's add on to this. Wait, wait, wait. Could we use the Clinton defense that my intent wasn't to do anything bad? Because yeah. the FBI apparently is okay with that. Yeah. What's your intent? Right. Uh-huh. And I think there is a an element of that that goes into the law. Like you, yes, you could punish. It's like they say uh, in in football, you could call holding on every single play. They call the ones that uh, that are intentional. Typically, they call the ones that are obvious. They, I mean, you could call it on every single play, probably technically. And I'm like, well, look, is this guy? Is this guy? Did he do something wrong? Probably. Um, you know, probably right, but I don't know the exact circumstances. Maybe yeah. he was going the wrong way, and you know, we talked about this. If with, that's uh, that's the only thing that I can accept that he got on, or or but you wouldn't do this if you're a responsible gun owner. You would a gun owner. You would not forget that you had a gun in your glove box. I just don't think in yeah. New Jersey. Look, the guy was driving there. around with pot in his car too. I don't yeah. think he's the yeah. height of responsibility. I'm not arguing that. Um, but I mean, I, is there a borderline part of this? I think there is. But let, let's go another step with this because. We all know what the NFL is. The NFL will employ some of the worst people on earth if they can run fast or or knock people over. I mean, that's what the league does. Okay. Love them for that, by the way. All right. So they this and and and, and there have been many cases uh, on the Eagles and every other team where they have had infractions that have got them in trouble with the law that instead gets them a little bit uh, a slap on the wrist, a suspension or whatever. Josh Huff gets released, but he doesn't get released immediately after the incident. It takes a couple of days before he gets released. And there are some now, Reason uh, uh, Magazine, which is libertarian, uh, yep, reason.com, yep, yep. speculating with this argument. Because Huff makes the defense essentially of the Second Amendment. He says, uh, I'm from Houston. You can't trust a lot of people in Houston, which I know Pat, so I agree with us. Um, <laughs> there's always somebody out there to get you. I've got to protect myself. Even when I'm back in Houston, I always have a gun on me because there have been several instances in Houston where I've lost a friend to gun violence and he was just at the wrong place at the wrong time. So why would I let that happen to me? He went on to make basically an argument. I needed to protect my family. Well, that's so what I, everyone's I, argument should be. Exactly. Right. He's not a guy out there in gangbanger incidents all the yes, time. Yes. He's th- talking about defending his family. It's not until he makes a defense of gun ownership that he gets released. So he goes a couple of days, and they're saying, well, it's a fact-finding machine. We wanted to find out what was going on. But he makes public statements defending his right to own a gun and why it's sensible for him to own a gun. Then he gets released. Not after the police, the pullover. It's a couple of days later, and then he gets released. Now, there's, they're not saying it's because of that. But, I mean, guys have gun violations all the time and stay on their teams. Yet this guy gets released after he makes a what is essentially so what is your, his best what, what case for the po- Second Amendment. What is your point? So the, I, the, my you, point is, I, what I take away from that story is, if you're on the if Philadelphia Eagles and you're caught with a gun and you can say, hey, this is why I'm protecting my family, uh, you'll get special exception. But every other person, hardworking, doesn't have pot in their car, makes a mistake, has a gun for their family security, pulled over in New Jersey, you're going to prison. The, oh, that wasn't the point I was making there at all. Uh, and I actually don't, I don't agree with you that. Agree I, with I don't think that that should be the case. Again, no, it's not, I, it shouldn't be the case. I'm saying the but Eagles' reaction right. to it, right. just to, to, to drop this guy. They had another guy who had a gun incident earlier in the year that they didn't. He very well may go to prison. Um, right, and, and now he may go to prison. Oh, oh so this is, oh, so so this is I thought you meant yes. they dropped oh. it. 
Oh, I thought no. you meant the police dropped it. No, 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 no. no. Uh-uh. Oh, Eagles released the guy. No, oh my God! Now he doesn't have a job. That is bad, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, oh. I don't know. We don't know the real reason. They're gonna. I would sure say it's not nothing to do with that. But I mean, I, that's pretty bad. And and did he do something wrong? Probably. But again, like no, probably about that, it. Yes. Yeah. But think of the things the that pot. get excused in the NFL. Is, marijuana is not legal. What's wrong with you? Still back in the Eagles. Get over yourself. What are you talking about? They're America's team. <laughs> yeah. I got a freaking eagle. They're America with a K. That's what I hear. America. <laughs> Here comes. Uh, now, now our sponsor. You, uh, your company's success is largely determined by the people you hire. People are saying now we're in deep, deep trouble. Why? Jeffy, Pat, Stu, I think you can understand. Wow. You hire the wrong people, <laughs> spirals out of control. Hire the right people and everything works. ZipRecruiter.com. You can, po- you can post 100-plus job sites with one click. So you write up a job description, what you're in need of. It'll post on all of the biggest job sites and then also social networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. You can find candidates in any city, any industry, nationwide. You post once, and the qualified candidates begin to roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. So there's no juggling the emails or the phone calls to your office. You quickly screen the candidates, you rate them, and you can hire the right person fast. ZipRecruiter, been used over by over a million businesses nationwide, including ours. ZipRecruiter, try it for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. You're running a small business, you have enough hassle on your hands. Get this done quickly. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck and try it out for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. You're listening. You're listening. To the Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Program. Sign up for the newsletter and get all the info you need to know at glenbeck.com. Um, you know, Stu, what, what is interesting to me, and, and maybe it's just because I misunderstood the story the whole time, <laughs> I thought it was the cops that were releasing him, not the Philadelphia Eagles that were releasing him. That is no. a sports knowledge issue. Yeah, I know. Um, yes. the, the, um, That's a typical Glenn Beck uh, misunderstanding Shut up. problem. So anyway, the, um, the, 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 the interesting thing to me is, Look at, the, look at the damage that Colin Kaepernick has done to the NFL. Massive, massive damage. Well, that's for sure. If you look at the tweets, we just did an analysis. If you look at the tweets between Republicans and Democrats and you start to look at um, uh, the things that they put in their Twitter feeds, you look at the NFL and baseball, and it is 60-40, 60% conservative, 40% liberal. So conservatives are the ones driving a lot of the revenues of the NFL. Sure. Oh, yeah. And, and they're go- they've gone exactly the opposite way. And here we are looking at a story where a guy um, didn't, hire, uh, didn't hire some, you know, bouncer to carry a gun, didn't hire, you know, even a retired cop to carry a gun, because most people can't, decides to carry a gun, is apparently not a thug in an industry that hires and tolerates all kinds of bad guys. Oh, all kinds of bad guys. Yeah. And he's punished because he says, 
I want to I have to carry this to protect myself and to protect my family. The legal thing is one thing, but the NFL, you're shooting yourself in the foot yet again. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. I mean, we're talking about these uh, ridiculous restrictions that we're talking about, you know, constitutionally guaranteed rights yes. that they will find ways to regulate uh, you into prison. This is what the government does. They find ways to do things that they want to do to take more power. And very rarely is there anybody to push back against that. Luckily, you have FreedomWorks. FreedomWorks is an organization that has well, they're going to be needed more than ever, more than ever, because, you know, you need organizations that will hold not only the opposing party, uh, you know, to, the, to some standard. But also their own party. You need somebody who's going to make sure that the Constitution is is the thing that you look at at the highest. Yeah, but who is there? Oh gosh, if only there were someone. There's not. Uh, is there? Oh, FreedomWorks. If only FreedomWorksForMe.com. What? You could go to FreedomWorksForMe.com and pledge. But how to help do I them. get there? Wow. You go to FreedomWorksForMe.com on the internet and pledge to help them fight the federal regulatory state today. You could do it, you know, right now. Right now. FreedomWorksForMe.com. FreedomWorksForMe.com. Hello, America. Welcome to the program. Uh, the under ticket is really what it's all about. We at this point, Stu, do you see? Did you have new polls that came out this weekend, or I mean, uh, last night that show movement towards Donald Trump even more? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's does, still moving. It's, it's a close race. It's a close, close race, race for sure. The under ticket is vital, no matter who gets in. And I have met people who say, "I'm not going to vote." Please don't do that. Please go out and vote. The under ticket matters. Um, And if we lose the House or the Senate or House and the Senate, that's real trouble. We have a candidate who I think you've been aware of needs your support this weekend in one last push. He is a Mike Lee uh, kind of conservative. If you want another constitutionalist in the Senate, one that will stand with Rand Paul, one that will stand with Mike Lee, one that will stand with Ted Cruz, then you need to help a guy named Daryl Glenn. We'll talk to him beginning right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Candidate for the U.S. Senate in Colorado, Daryl Glenn. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on again. Uh, you bet. Tell me how what, what the situation is in Colorado. Uh, first of all, can you tell me anything on the ground, what your gut says about uh, Hillary Tr- Clinton uh, versus Donald Trump? Do you have any sense that those polls are real, are still shifting? What are your thoughts on that? Well, I see a lot of momentum on the Republican side. I think that with all of the news that has been coming out uh, with regard to everything with the investigation starting up again 
it's really energized the base. I think if you're looking at our ballot returns, you've definitely seen an uptick in uh, Republicans turning in their ballots. And when I'm out there personally walking precincts, you do still have a lot of people hanging on to their ballot that are personally planning on delivering them because uh, there is some concerns about uh, whether or not that their vote will be counted appropriately. So, so we know that I think that things are going to be very surprising in Colorado. I can guarantee you we're going to win this race. So, Daryl, let me ask you this. Um, you're in Colorado, which I know places like Boulder, Colorado are, you know, very, very lefty. Um, and uh, but but there's also parts of Colorado that are are very Western in their in their approach, which leans constitutional and libertarian, not necessarily Republican. When it comes to things uh, like, you know, uh, pot in Colorado, and I know you're running for the, the U.S. Senate, but when it comes to that, constitutionalists, generally speaking, uh, are like, well, I, I may not want it in my state, but if that's what the state of Colorado decides to do, constitutionally, they can do that. Are, are you seeing that, because as a constitutionalist, are you seeing... Uh, that you can pick up any of these uh, uh, libertarian kind of people that might be in Colorado? Absolutely. And we are specifically targeting them um, because there are some disenfranchised Bernie Sanders voters and, uh, and young millennials. And we are specifically out there talking to them because they bring a lot of value. And you need to understand that the other side of the ticket as far as the Democrats are going to continue to infringe on their freedoms and liberties. And that if you truly want to have somebody to stand up there and fight, you, get, you need to go to electoralglenn.com and back my candidacy because I do not, I take an oath to support and defend the Constitution of the United States, not to a party or not to a person. It's to understand that we are a separate but equal branch of government, and that's what's been lacking, and that's why people are frustrated. Uh, the, it shows that um, Michael Bennett is uh, still in the lead, but you're closing the gap quickly. He's the current sender. He is um, a far-left Democrat, big supporter of uh, Hillary Clinton, thinks that Obamacare is a good thing. Um, what are the premiums up in Colorado? Well, you're looking at people, uh, especially in, I'll just kind of give you a sense, on our, in our western slope, there are 14 counties that are down to one insurance provider. Um, you're looking at premium increases that are ranging between 20 to 40 percent. Uh, I know one uh, individual business owner where their premiums have gone from 16000 and it's projected to go to 50000 But yet Michael Bennett is still out there supporting uh, the Affordable Care Act. And this is why we are highlighting that fact, that that, on top of his support for the Iran nuclear deal, are reasons why he should lose his job. That's why people are flocking to electoralglenn.com. <laughs> They're flocking to what was the name of that website again? <laughs> electdarylglenn.com. Okay, I didn't know if I heard you right. Elect electdarylglenn.com. Um, Michael it. Bennett. Michael uh, Michael Bennett was in a debate with you, um, and I find this astounding. He's made it all the way to the U.S. Senate without knowing a couple of terms. One of them is open borders. The other is open <laughs> trade. I want to play this. Open borders. Huh? Open borders. I don't know what that, I don't know what that means, and if you can define it for me, I'd be happy to answer. <laughs> it, it was what? her quote that her dream is in the hemisphere: open borders and open trade. I don't know what that means, but as part of the gang of eight. Wow. 
what, 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 what's going on there, Daryl? Wow. Well, you have to remember, uh, Michael Bennett graduated from Yale Law School. And that just shows you that, uh, you know, if I was Yale, I would say, look, you're not representing the institution very well. And uh, what he's doing is what he traditionally does is he hides. He doesn't want to take a position. And I tell people, we need to just talk straight. The average person knows what the definition of what open borders is. And you should be able to talk about that. But what he doesn't want to acknowledge is the fact that he supports the Barack Obama administration. And if Hillary Clinton's in office, he's going to do the exact same thing. Wow. Now, what are the odds that people will be too stoned to get to the polls on uh, Tuesday? Is that is that possible? They're, you know, they got such a case of the munchies that they're too busy buying Doritos and Cheez-Its. Is that possible? <laughs> No, I don't think that's no. possible. No, no, you don't I think tell so. you. Right, that was Pat, by the way, Daryl. I just want to make sure you understand that. that yeah, I, I well, it is legal, that. and aren't they having? Are, how? What is your stand on the on the marijuana situation in in Colorado? Well, is, that, is that going well, or would you repeal that if you could? Well, it has some unintended consequences, and what I'm saying is the current position that we in is it doesn't represent either side very well. You know. We, you need to stand up for states' rights. But right now, the federal government can pick and choose when they want to enforce uh, the standard. And when you're dealing with, like with Colorado, where we have a lot of military installations, and you have to follow federal law there, it becomes problematic. And I can tell you specifically, as a county commissioner responsible for funding a depart, you know, organizations like our sheriff's department, we're having some unintended consequences because what you're seeing is a rise in property crimes, uh, a rise in uh, heroin usage. So there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. But the current position right now of doing nothing is hurting people. Go in there and investigate whether or not it should be reclassified. If it should, then you can then put it into the pharmacies, and that clears up some of the public safety concerns. But the bottom line is you got to stand up for states' rights, and that's what we're going to do. Uh, Daryl Glenn, uh, running for Senate in Colorado. Mike Lee is a huge supporter of Daryl. Uh, Ted Cruz is also a big supporter of uh, Daryl. Daryl Glenn, electdarylglenn.com, electdarylglenn, that's with two N's, dot com, uh, in Colorado. And he needs your help to, I would imagine, some extra funding would be helpful or even people willing to go out and knock on doors uh, this weekend. And um, and help put another constitutionalist in the Senate of the United States. Daryl, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Good luck. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. You bet. His opponent doesn't even know what open borders is. No, yes, he does. That's amazing. Yes, he I does. mean, I'm going to take him. Sound, his- yeah. No, no, no. But he does. He's I know. lying. I know. He's lying. I know. It's just worse. I'd rather have a guy who thinks that what is it? The island of Guam could flip. Because he has too many uh, Marines on it. I'd rather have that than a guy who's lying to you all the time. I don't know. The, uh, the butt stupid or the liar. Yeah. I don't want either one of them Hank, in Congress. Hank Johnson from Georgia. Uh, I don't want either yeah. one of them. Yeah, yeah, just... Well, that's not possible. You're going to get one of the two. <laughs> no, the good people are not going to They're not lining up for it. Well, I mean, this is why we bring Daryl Glenn yeah, on. Right? I know that. This is, you know, I know that. When you find somebody because he's really, good. yeah, he's really good, which gives me... <laughs> well, you know, a chance to say, he's never going to make it, Pooh. <laughs> Are you being a tad pessimistic? I'm just a little like Eeyore. 
It's going to rain anyway. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about an amazing speech given by who may be our first lady uh, in a very short period of time. Um, uh, Melania Trump gave a speech yesterday, which I think she is. I, I didn't know this until Stu said this this morning. Where would you guess she is on the list of possible first ladies in history and first ladies? Where is she ranked? Is she at the top? Is she at the bottom? My, my, she, my honest guess would have been in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Kind of nondescript and in the middle. She's not high profile. She's, no. she's really pretty. I mean, you know, what's right. not to like? Yeah. And, well, that's for guys. So I would say, I would say that guys would say, oh, I, yeah. Yeah. And I would say that women would be a little iffy on her, uh, because, you know, because just of the presentation. However, that's not where she is. She is, she is the bottom of the list, and in fact, lower than Teresa Hines Carey. You got to be kidding me! And I, that's weird. I mean, uh, why? She's she's rarely think said because, anything. I think because she's unrelatable. I think Maybe. where Teresa was unrelatable because she was Teresa. It's Teresa. Yeah. No, it's Teresa. Yeah, I mean, her. The only thing she had going for her was ketchup. Right. Right. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's the only thing that made her. And she didn't really even have that. She's got right. nothing and, to do and, with the ketchup. And you company. know, and, and, and you Heinz know that at times she did. That. That. And I kept trying to tell people she's got nothing to do with the ketchup people. Right. And you know that she's never <laughs> used the ketchup. She wouldn't use that low class condiment. Okay. Um, it's got to be some some sort of French sauce before she would use it, and it certainly wouldn't come in a bottle that you had to slap on the bottom. So. Uh, she's unrelatable because she just lives in a different world. Melania, I think, is unrelatable for the exact same reason, but then I think unfairly she also gets um, uh, uh, maybe an extra unrelatable bonus point because she's so beautiful Mm -hmm. uh, and seems so perfect. Then she also gets some extra unrelatable bonus points for being married to him. Even Mitt Romney seemed to get some of that, you know, because he's a handsome guy. His hair was always perfect. People thought he was too perfect. And yes. so he got some of that blowback. Right. And then maybe she's getting it to a to a bigger degree. Right. So but, yes, yesterday she gives this speech and you want to talk about somebody. Now, this is I think this to me says they believe he's going to win and she has to start doing extra duty yeah. now as to prepare herself to be the first lady. This, to me, What's is a going sign. to be her project. Right. This, to me, is a sign that they believe he's going to win on Tuesday. And That's a good here's what she said. Technology has changed our universe. But like anything that is powerful, it can have a bad side. We have seen this already. As adults... Many of us are able to handle mean words, even lies. Children and teenagers can be fragile. They are hurt when they are made fun of or made to feel less in looks or intelligence. Has she met her husband? Um, uh, Is this directed at your husband? Um, This makes their life hard and can force them to hide and retreat. 
Mm. Our culture has gotten too mean and too rough. Oh my God. Especially it's unbelievable. To and teenagers. This is, hang on just a second. Is, that is unbelievable. This is more unaware yeah, no than anyone on the at left at a $100,000 a plate dinner yeah. talking about the separation between the rich and the poor. Yeah. It, I mean, it is, it, this is more self, uh, self unaware than anything I think I've ever seen. You talk about meanness on the internet and cyber bullying. She's talking about cyber yeah. bullying. Yeah, Donald Trump well, is the founder. Nobody exemplifies yeah. that more than her husband. Right. Uh, and, and it's interesting. Like part of me in another context, I would almost see this as a big F you. Like he's almost subtweeting his, her husband and just being like, yeah, by the way, my big stance is going to be cyber bullying, honey. It's almost no, like it, that. I'm sure that's not that's it. not it. I think it's, but I mean, if it was another couple, if it was Bill and Hillary and like Hillary was running and Bill came out and did something like this, like, you know what I'm, I'm going to take is email security is going to be my big thing. <laughs> that's how everyone would take it, right? Yes. Um, but I mean, in this way with Trump, it's very typical of the trump family and the way they run things yeah. which is like donald trump just came out and said i have the best uh, temperament, temperament of, of anyone, anyone ever anyone in history this is now, what they do he's aware of the criticisms of him on that and i don't know if he be- actually believes that or if he thinks that if i take the thing that i'm being criticized for and 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 just act like i'm the best in the world at it and i'm the one dealing with it people will go along with that and dismiss the criticism because that is, he does that a lot. I mean, it, that is, it might, it might it be working. He is the Republican nominee. Exactly. We'll so, see if it makes him president. But well, I think he believes, I mean, look, I mean, I, I really think he believes if we say it enough, it becomes. If we say mm. uh, that Marco is little, everybody believes it. If I say that Ted Cruz, remember, Ted Cruz is the most honest guy we had ever met in politics. He, he's not a liar. He's not a liar. Mm-hmm. For to call him Lion Ted was unbelievable to me. Unbelievable. Yeah. But everybody knows him as Lion Ted now. Right. It was. It was going after his strength, right. attacking his strength. Right. And, and, and so they're they're, they're attacking. They're going after his weakness and making it his strength. Right. And that is that is the way he handled this throughout Everything. the entire primary. It fits that really well. Yep. How'd you sleep last night? If you'd like a better night's sleep, get Casper mattress and get a the get the best sleep you've ever experienced. I have a Casper mattress. Pat has a Casper mattress. Your back feel better, Pat. You sleep better. Yeah. Uh, your back. But I don't have better. shingles. I, yeah. I sleep better. You still have shingles. Well, yeah, you have that for. I mean, the nerve endings are messed up for sometimes months. Oh my gosh! Stop complaining. <laughs> Jeez Louise. You're a disaster. <laughs> Too much. He just Too smiles. Much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. Time Magazine named it one of the best inventions of 2015, and your Casper mattress ships for free. Try one in, home for, uh, in your home for 100 nights risk-free, and if you don't love it, they're going to pick up and refund every single penny. You are not going to believe the price of the Casper mattress. There's no way. I mean, you buy cheap, lousy beds for this price. That's why Time Magazine said invention of the year. They've totally revolutionized the mattress industry. This is a brand new style of bed. Casper.com. Use the promo code BECK. Get $50 off the purchase of your mattress. Terms and conditions do apply. Casper.com. Offer code BECK. $50 off the purchase of your mattress. Casper.com. Go there now. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.
This is the Glenn Beck Program. Glad you're here. Thank God it's Friday. Uh, the election is almost here. We are four days away from the fundamental transformation of the United States of America. Yay! All that that means. Uh, let's go to uh, Grayson in Arizona. Hello, Grayson. Good morning, Mr. Beck. Finally a pleasure. Privilege. Good morning, hey, everyone. Um, the the point I wanted to make when I heard you speaking again of the alcohol uh, back in the day, trying to poison that, yeah, that reminded pro- me of Operation Fast and Furious. Oh, Does yeah. it not? Doesn't it smack of that? Yeah. We That's have what been it, releasing guns, and hey, let's see what this is going to do, and yeah. we'll track yep. it from the murder. And then yep. now this stuff wound up in France. Uh-huh. They're finding this everywhere. It is, it is exactly, because that story comes from the book Liars, uh, which is available at bookstores everywhere. Um, uh, but it, that story comes from the, the, the book Liars for that reason. It, it, the progressive lie never changes. The tactics never change. It, the, the, the substance or the, what they're trying to control may change, but it's exactly the same playbook. And if you read what they did during Prohibition... And what happened with Fast and Furious, it's exactly the same. So you can predict what they're going to do. Grayson, I thanks, thank you so much for your call, and thanks for holding uh, for us. Um, all right, we have a couple of stories uh, coming up in just a second. First of all, eco-sex, we have to get to. Um, it is a new have sex with the planet, and everything is going to be good for you and the planet. I think that is... Um, sick. Sick, perverted, Twisted. you know, whatever. Perverted. Uh, But that's just me. Um, The other is a fart fire. Now, I've never heard of a fart fire, but you'll never forget it next. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. All right, I think we have to start with a fart fire. I mean, you don't, it's not every day you get a story on a fart fire. I don't even think this can happen. I, I want to hear from doctors because I believe it can. Do you really? Yes. All right. Some, a woman, where was she? Japan? Japan. Japan. She's having laser surgery on her butt. Cervix. Well, a cervix. All right. So she's having, wasn't colon surgery? No. No. Oh, well, then I don't know if this can happen. That's what I'm saying. What All right. So anyway, so anyway, so she's having laser surgery, and uh, they got the lasers fired up, and she passes gas. Right. And the laser hits the gas, ignites a fire. Right. And it sets sheets the, of sheets. the of of the you know bed she's laying on ignite and burns her. She gets burned in, on the lower torso yeah. of, her, of her body, which I. It, it, her fart didn't cause a laser fire. I mean, it could, first of all, I mean, it couldn't, I will say that, I mean, I believe that it's possible, but it's not the first time that people passed gas in surgery, be. right? It can't be. I mean, that's why doctors wear masks. Yeah. No, that's I mean, not why doctors wear the mask so that they don't no, smell the gas. No, it's not for gas. It's really not. No, it's that. not. What else would you? No, for germs. But it's a good guess on your part, but it's okay. germs. 
All right. We need to stop the methane gas relief in order to save the planet. It's the FUVs and the farting during surgery (laughs) that is causing catastrophic damage to the planet. (laughs) I mean, so there was a fart fire in the surgery fire. I want to hear from doctors whether that's even possible. Of course it is. People can light their own farts on fire. Not with a laser. You don't know what kind of laser it is. Wait, wait, so Pat, I want to make sure I understand your nuanced Uh position here. Yes. You're saying that the Mm. issue with this is you can't, it's not that you can't light farts on fire, it's that you can't light farts on fire with a laser. laser. Yeah. You can do it with like a lighter? Yes, you can. Oh, yeah. Well, obviously, you could. Were you ever a teenager? (laughs) (laughs) Haven't you seen the YouTube videos? Come on. I don't Come click on. on those. Okay. Typically. Well, yeah, neither do I. Here, could you, Lori, do you do have I. fart fire on your screen right now? You have a YouTube up of a fart fire. <laughs> no, you don't? <laughs> All right. Could she's you get lying. one on you the... You know she's you know, lying. Lori, Lori, who writes for Glenbeck.com, is in here, and I'm surprised she didn't have the fart fire up on there, a YouTube video of that immediately. So you're saying you can actually light farts on fire. It actually, oh, oh, yeah, you can do that. Lori, bring this over here. Bring this over here. Okay, right here. World fart fire. There it is. Look at that. Look at that. Now watch. Okay. Yeah. Look at that. (laughs) That is a fire. Guys have been getting their hair burned on the backside for years. That's sick. That's sick. I I suppose my my question then is why wouldn't you believe... That, that a laser during surgery. That's what I don't fire. understand. If you, be, I mean, I just, of course I this happened. I don't think that's possible. Why? Well, because it would have happened a thousand times by now. Maybe it has. Not just in Japan. It would have happened all over the world. We would maybe, have before maybe, now. maybe, maybe her gas was yeah. a little extra. And it was perfectly timed with the, the time that the laser came on. Triple eight, seven, two, seven. Let me ask you this. I got to hear from a <laughs> Let doctor. Let me ask this. On fart fires. Doctor, yes. I don't mean to be crude, but seriously, what if her fart was a little more liquidy? Ick. That would cause it to go on the sheet Ick. and be like a gas uh, fire. You mean you didn't mean to be crude? You absolutely... How else do you explain that? You don't explain it. That's how you... Well, then, then, okay, then I'd just be quiet. Then I have I an opinion. Know. You're trying to shut down my freedom of speech. I wish I am trying have, yes. to have a real, <laughs> a, a serious explanation on how it could catch the sheets on fire. I have not, uh, I have not passed a congressional law limiting what you're saying. You should just stop saying it. <laughs> Next, it's boycott. Not a first amendment. Next, it's vision. a boycott. <laughs> no, it's not. I would say, I would say that would make it less likely. I would think it would have to be more. You know, gaseous. Mm-hmm. Is there? A, or do we have a doctor? Yes, we do. All right, we have Doctor McDowell. Doctor. Doctor. Hello. Oh, you refer to me. You say <laughs> when I say doctor, you say doctor. I am. I am a doctor. Well, so am uh, I, doctor. Glenn? So <laughs> say yes. This isn't Glenn. This is Doctor Beck with this professional courtesy, man. <laughs> doctor. He doesn't no understand. He doesn't understand how this no, works. No, 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 when I don't think addresses you as doctor, you address him back as doctor. Let's try this again. If you are indeed a real doctor who doesn't know the etiquette of redressing a doctor, doctor, um, doctor. I don't. Yes, know there, you yes, there you go. It wasn't delivered great, but okay. <laughs> but we'll we'll take it. We'll take it. Okay. So, Doctor McDowell, you are a doctor of uh, surgery. I'm a surgeon from Nashville, Tennessee. You've worked would with you lasers. Know, would you say? Would you say that? Fartology 
is in your realm of business. You've been around some sort of fartologist. Definitely, I have. <laughs> okay. I, I consider myself an expert on it, in fact. Excellent. Okay. All right. Do you work with lasers? Um, you know, I, I think lasers is a misnomer in our, in our line of work. We really don't use lasers much. I, I don't really know what they were doing with a laser around an anus. That really doesn't make a lot of sense to me. <laughs> I mean, oh, that's I don't one of the best of phrases that's ever been uttered on this show. <laughs> I don't know what they were doing with lasers, lasers around an anus. Lasers. Right. Uh, so, um, but the, the truth is, is it, it very much can happen. And I was telling your your screener about a story that happened to me a, a few years ago. I was um, I was a resident. This was probably ten or fifteen years ago uh, at Vanderbilt, and I was. Uh, on trauma call, and a gentleman came in on a Sunday morning with a history uh, that he had been out at a bar on Saturday night here in Nashville and had gotten into a fight and been stabbed in his abdomen and uh, went home and passed out uh, and woke up the next morning, and his belly just felt awful. And so he showed up at our emergency department, and, uh, and we evaluated him and uh, found that he had some unknown injury to his bowels. And so that, that's uh, an, a straightforward Ooh. indication to take him to the operating room and explore his abdomen. And so I had him in the operating room, and I had opened up his abdomen, and I had a, a, an electric cautery, which is, uh, can, can you know, cause a spark. And as soon as I entered his abdominal cavity, blue flame shot out of his wound. <laughs> it was the craziest thing. And, and what had happened was is he had been stabbed and had a, an injury to his colon. And the methane from his colon had leaked out into his peritoneal cavity and uh, had built up overnight. And literally, I lit a fart through his, through his, uh, his midline incision. It was crazy. So. <laughs> That's what so, I'm yeah, saying. That needs happen, to stop. And there were no lasers involved. Wow. And it, it, is, it, it really can happen. So it can happen. Also, doctor, are, wow. are you going to deny that that's the reason you wear masks in uh, the surgery? <laughs> well, surgery there's the- lots of reasons that we wear masks. It's not like that, that those masks can control the odor if you enter, you know, some, un, you know, untoward organ. It can mm-hmm. sink in there. Uh, is there ever, you you is, mainly wear masks for your own, you know, to make sure that you don't pass your, uh, your germs on to the patient. So that, right. that's the reason why you wear a mask. Jeffy. Whatever. Thank you, doctor. <laughs> of course. Doctor. Oh, my gosh. Doctor. This guy's not a real. Thank you. you hey, go. Dr. McDowell, let me ask you this. Yeah. Has there ever been a time that you, you opened somebody up or you were treating somebody and you thought, you know what, they never told us about this in medical school, and why the hell am I doing this job? <laughs> it happens to me almost weekly, Glenn. Uh, it, <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, there are just some days where I'm like, God, why didn't I go to law school? Jeez. <laughs> but the, the, the truth That's is, is um, you know, a lot is... is is said about American medicine in these days. And I think that uh, I'm, I'm the chief of surgery of my hospital in Nashville, and, and I, I have a great deal of faith in what we do. I think our technology is great. The training that, that our physicians have is great. And um, I think that we have the best medical system in the world. I just hope that we can yeah, maintain it uh, with the next sure. um, administration, whoever that may be. I'm, I'm praying for one particular candidate. So. <laughs> I'm praying for all of them. <laughs> uh, th- thank you very much, doctor. Appreciate it. God bless you. It's, it's nice. interesting. I, so it can happen. There you wow. go. There you go. It can happen. It is a real story. You didn't believe. I did not believe.
You yeah. saw the evidence yeah, on YouTube. Well, I knew that's that could happen. But the laser I didn't thing. Even know, I honestly did not know, even know that could happen. It felt like one of those like urban myths that you'd say when you were a kid because you thought it was funny to light your farts on fire. <laughs> uh, and then it would actually, if you tried to do it, it wouldn't actually happen. See, now, I have to tell you, sure. I don't know why I knew that was not a myth because I've never met anybody, nor have I tried to set farts on fire. Please. No, I... I Please. We're supposed to believe that? <laughs> now, I'm everyone never, has. I've you not. personally, you have first knowledge has. of it, don't you? I have never tried to. Everyone write. has burned some hair between. No, yeah. I haven't. Um, I, I would say. We, I don't know anybody who has, Jeffy, I, well, until right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know somebody. Um, we, as a, a national talk show, don't typically take requests. Uh, but <laughs> I, I'm on Twitter at World of Stew, and, and someone mentions this, and I think it's it needs to happen. Uh, tell Pat to say anus like Al Gore. (laughs) (laughs) What was the sentence again? I don't know know what they had a laser around the anus. I don't know why they had a laser around an anus. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great point. Now enough enough people have made it. (laughs) And only from a chief of surgery. (laughs) What a weird show. Uh, uh, All right. As we move on, Bank of America reported that their largest institutional clients have now sold stocks for a record 21 consecutive weeks. What does that mean? That means that the people who have the money, who are really, truly um, the big players in the stock market, know for the last 21 weeks, it's almost half a year, know something is coming. Now, there's no reason to believe this because the stock market, they're going to just keep juicing it up. All of the all of the the reason why the stock market is as high as it is right now is because we have printed so much money, and then the Fed has made all kinds of cash not available to you, but to these large institutions. And the large institutions they go and they put that money many times in their own stocks, and they're juicing up their own stocks. Quite honestly. I believe it is for the golden parachutes that are happening uh, when the thing falls apart. The golden parachutes, all the people at the top, they'll get their money. Everyone else loses. Repossession of autos is predicted to rise to 1.7 million this year. That is a record. Third quarter hedge funds investors pulled $29.2 billion out of the market. The people with money know, please, do you remember what it felt like in 2008 around this time when we were all looking at our 401k? We were all looking at whatever we had and said, oh, my gosh, this time it's not just going to happen with the stocks. This time it's going to happen with also your mutual funds. Also, it's going to it's going to happen with bonds. And I believe it's going to happen with cash. The last bubble to burst is the money bubble. So what do you do? Well, you spread out the risk. But one thing that you do, if you're not invested in gold, you at least consider it. We're talking about 10%. Anybody who tries to tell you more than 10%, I think they're nuts. You take 10% of what you have and you put it in gold or silver. 
This is always the hedge against inflation. Inflation is already happening around the rest of the world, and it will come here. Hedge against inflation is always gold. And if there's a catastrophic collapse, the first thing that everybody does in world history is return to gold. Buy with confidence now with their price guarantee program. Read their important risk information. Please noodle this yourself. You are smart enough to do your own research and figure this out. Call Goldline, 1-866-GOLDLINE. Listen to your gut. Do your research. Pray on it. And call Goldline, 1-866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-465-3546 or goldline.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Program. So they believe. Uh, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about any kind of polls that have changed for Donald Trump to show us some momentum for the weekend, either direction. Again, we've talked about this before. Like he basically has to win all the right states, all the swing states, and then pick off one of the Democratic leaning states. The one that looks most promising in that, on that side right now is New Hampshire, which is has not been. I thought I saw a tie. Yeah, there was a couple ties. There was a couple ties, and I believe he was up one in one poll that seemingly has moved a lot. Uh, and there hasn't been great polling out of Colorado. Hasn't been great polling out of um, North Carolina, which is a must-win state for Trump. He has to win North Carolina. I mean, I, I, I he could pull this off. Absolutely. I, I mean, mean, again, I don't see how he couldn't. The guy, he's up against somebody who's under FBI I know, investigation. I know, of course I know, he's going to win, you'd think. I know, but um, he was so far behind. And he hasn't made any massive errors to bring the attention back to, to him. He's not going to. He does, it seems like he's this, I mean, you hear, heard him say publicly, like, i got to stay on point. Come on, Donald, don't go off on a tangent. He actually said that to himself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which, that is, I think, an indication. They're beating that into his head right now. Just shut up. you got an opponent under FBI investigation. Don't say anything. And you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's you have to believe that's probably true. I mean, unless certainly any normal candidate could win under these circumstances. I think any normal candidate would have been ahead before this. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I mean, the fact that he gets the gift of an FBI investigation that is open ended, that could really mean anything with no way of disproving it for Hillary Clinton. I mean, this is it's handed to him on a silver platter. We so the best before. state is New Hampshire. Does he have a shot in Pennsylvania, too? Um, I mean, he's, there's been a few polls with him down about four points, which is, again, a striking distance, but still a pretty solid lead. What about there. Michigan and Wisconsin? Where is he there? Well, uh, f- four, five, six points. Um, I'm telling you. Again, it's she possible. leads by four, five. Yes, six. it's all Hillary leads. I'll tell you, it, it, it is possible if there is this undercurrent in this country of mm-hmm. people who say, you know what? I'm just tired of it, and I'm not. I haven't talked about it. I'm not talking. Well, we know there is that. We there know is yeah. that, and they're just and and if the Hillary people, the worst thing that this has done for the Democrats is it has suppressed the Hillary. They now no longer see. You know, they they, they a lot of people, the independents will say, she's worse. There's no. I mean, yes, he's bad. I don't want to vote, but she's under indictment. I mean, that's just a whole new standard. She's not under indictment, but looks like she's headed that way. Whole new standard. And depress her vote? That could happen. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.